today I'm going to talk about something that was not pre-planned too long. Actually, I I did make a plan of what I wanted to talk today. Actually, the last couple episodes I kind of made a greater template of what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be a little bit or, more organized, although still leaving enough room for a little bit of thought exploration and, and those types of things. And um, so what I was wanting to talk about today is something a little bit different than I now we'll be talking about today. I'll, I'll get back to the other topic uh, next time, I guess. But uh, this this one, uh, I don't know. It's It's been interesting. It's one of those things that I, I guess I've been seeing it demonstrating itself in good and bad ways. So the topic is aggression. Now, one of the reasons this came to my mind was because a couple days ago I took my daughter to visit a university campus and we got to sit in on a, a, a year two psych class and the topic of discussion was aggression. And uh, maybe not coincidentally, I've been seeing examples of this popping up in my life recently, examples of myself being either aggressive or feeling the urge to be de- uh, aggressive. For example, this morning I got a I I don't go on Facebook very often. I went on this morning and got a notification that I have been banned from commenting or posting. The reason for this be- was because I defended myself against an attack. Uh, just to give you the, the, the basic story so you can understand what I'm talking about, there was a there was a post that somebody made and it was about straight pride. And of course, this tends to trigger people. I think it said something to the effect of, uh, oh, if you dare to post this post about straight pride, you'll get attacked and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And now my my... Excuse me. My personal view on this straight pride idea, I, I know it's trolling, okay? I know it's an attempt to be silly and, and take it to an extreme point of silliness to, to show the silliness of being prideful of one's sexuality, especially in this day and age where virtually anything is socially acceptable. So, I suppose I'm not a big fan of the idea just because trolling for the sake of trolling usually isn't very productive. That being said, I think that when... The whole point of it is to inflame. So when people from the gay community get, you know, hysterical about it and call it bigotry and hatred, well, it's not bigotry and hatred. It's trolling. It's trying... It's trying to get you angry, and you're feeding into it. So, good job. Which is why my point has always been the smart move for the gay community would be to support it. Because if they support it, then these people who are trying to be goofballs and, and saying, we want straight pride, will have no choice but to support gay pride. But, of course... You know, uh, thinking isn't what these people do best. Being outraged is what they do best. So anyway, that 
that's just sort of the the my views on the situation. So, so my comment on this was, I said, you know, I really don't care what anyone's sexuality is, except myself and my partner. And furthermore, I don't care for anyone else's sexuality being waved in my face. I just don't. I don't care what your sexuality is. Keep it to yourself. So, I suppose it's not too surprising that somebody took offense to this because people take offense to everything. Uh, you know, me, me asking to, to have my, my privacy respected, of course, is obviously uh, triggering to some people. And uh, so that this woman, uh, clearly a lesbian based on her comments, which will come into play in a moment, there is a reason for me saying that. Uh, she she made the comment that, and I'm quoting her here, you're not that fucking special. We are, or sorry, the, the whole point of gay pride is to, uh, to, to celebrate the fact that, or, or to, what did she say? The whole point of gay pride is, is to ce celebrate the fact that we got through all this hatred and oppression, which and and then followed it up by uh, by saying no one's waving anything in your face. So, a couple points there. Um, on one hand, she's partly right about the fact that. Or at least some people say, whether they want to say this or not, the supposedly the point of gay pride is to say, isn't it great that we don't have to be oppressed anymore the way we once were in this part of the world? Um, although the gay people I know really despise what a spectacle it's become. Because that's what you're doing. You're deliberately trying to make a spectacle of yourself. And that kind of isn't what this is meant to be all about. If you try to make yourself look weird by in an effort to say we are not weird, it seems somewhat counterproductive. And this is this is kind of the the stance that most sensible gay people take. But what I didn't really take uh, kindly to was this person suggesting that in kind of a backhanded way that I was contributing to hatred of her kind and 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 this comment that uh, I'm not that fucking special and now I, I don't want to accuse her of anything she didn't do but there, there was this sense of it was it was essentially attack an attack on me so I didn't take kindly to it but I actually responded in what I felt to be a pretty a pretty fair way and it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek it wasn't I didn't think it was offensive apparently it was uh, what I said was I said well thank you for the respectable way that you've told me how unspecial I am so that I can stand beside you and tell the world how special you are in the face of these 
imaginary people you think are casting hate at you. And see, then I, I went on to, to make an additional comment on this, which was that I said, trust me, if anybody hates you, it's not because you're attracted to girls. It's because you're a rude bitch, which is true. So I don't know if the offense came from the fact that I was shooting down their argument that they're so sad and oppressed for being gay in this culture when nobody cares, or if me saying you're being a rude bitch is somehow worse than her saying to me, you're not that fucking special. So either way, it's, it's hypocrisy. So I get banned for standing up for myself, yet she's okay to attack me. So that's pretty nice. Uh, obviously, it, it made me feel angry. And that, you know, basically, if you don't toe the leftist dogma, then you, you risk getting banned from, their, from, from these social media platforms. So you're basically in the position where you can either be silenced, uh, silenced or be attacked for thinking for yourself, not thinking their way. It's, it's frustrating. And the reason and realizing this was one of the, one of the points of the lecture that we sat in on is frustration is a precursor to aggression. Now, of course, this happened faster than I could process it. I wasn't thinking I'm feeling aggressive right now because I'm and it began because of this frustration of being what I guess in this class they referred to would, would have been being blocked and blocked for standing up for myself, no less. I guess just afterwards, you know, when, when I guess I, the dust settled a little bit, I realized that this was playing out in my real life. I played out also the other day when I was getting very upset at my girlfriend's ex who is being very passive aggressive with her very very childish very manipulative in his language he's trying to guilt her uh, he's acting like a spoiled brat basically and and treating her with with such disrespect it's upsetting to me so again, these are instances where where aggression is popping up in my behavior, or at the very least, the instinct of aggression. So I guess the question has to come up, is aggression good or bad? It might seem like a silly question, but obviously the instinct is there. And in most cases, it is wise... And, and most productive to suppress that using your better judgment. Not necessarily using your cowardice, but things make us angry for a reason. Usually those reasons are that usually it's either one of two things. It's because one of our values has been violated or simple immaturity is another cause of that. So I guess it behooves us to kind of look in the mirror and ask which one of those it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both because 
I guess I'm not above saying that me being irritated with Facebook for feeling like I have to either stay silent or say what they want me to say, maybe that's a little bit immature. It definitely violates my belief that that the exchange of free thought is a good thing. Now, I understand that they are in the position where they want to stop people from quote-unquote bullying each other, but there seems to be a level of hypocrisy there where me telling somebody that they are acting rude is considered bullying, and yet them telling me that I'm not a special human being due to the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm a straight white male, so obviously I'm not important. That's okay. That's not bullying. That's not wrong. So I, maybe it's the hypocrisy that is, is violating to my, to my values. But again, is it immaturity? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Uh, where it comes to the X, again, probably a, a combination of both was causing the, the instinct for aggression. I sat back and thought about it and tried to figure out why is this getting me so angry. Normally, I can just brush off his bullshit, but I think it was the fact that she was trying really, really hard to be civil with him and he was being discourteous and nasty and manipulative and difficult i guess that that did violate something in me that that i didn't like but i'm sure there was an immaturity and i'm sure a little bit of it was projecting right because this is another thing that can cause aggression is is projecting so in this case, I was probably projecting some of the issues I had with my ex onto this situation. Uh, related, but not quite the same, is, uh, what did you call that? Displacing aggression. If I'm frustrated at him, maybe it seems like my frustration is coming out towards her, even though that's not my intent whatsoever, right? It sometimes has that appearance, and that's definitely not a good thing. <clears throat> now, I will say, similar to what I just was asking, the instructor posed the question, well, we've, presuming we, we've evolved this way, we've come this far as a species, and yet this is a very normal human instinct to have aggression. It's very common. We, we tend towards it. We even, in a way, like it in certain ways. It shows up in the media. You know, we like aggressive action movies. I know that myself when I go to the gym I kind of I crave that aggression that gives me a better workout but so why is this if it's such a bad quote-unquote thing then then what is it there for what purpose does it serve us and and I think part of it has to do with you know survival and and protection and protection of our values I mean we've obviously evolved to hold a great importance, a great level of value in our values, right? So, which is why they're called values probably. And, and we want to protect those values as if our survival depends on it. And it even, 
it even trans translates even farther to the point where what was referred to as honor culture, where someone wants to uphold their virtues or whatever, if you want to call them that. I don't like that word these days, but uh, if they want to uphold that by enacting violence on someone else. Uh, violence itself is actually an interesting idea because I actually liked the way she presented it in this class because it's probably no surprise to most people that colleges are predominantly the domain of the left. Now, she made the specific comment or, or definition of she, she broke down the difference between violence and aggression because there is a difference. Violence being the extreme form of aggression. So all violence is a form of aggression in that way, but not all aggression is necessarily violence. And a good example of that is, is words. You can say aggressive words, but that doesn't make them violent. This is something that I think is, is lost in our culture today, that if you say something someone doesn't like or they perceive to be aggressive, then they're saying you're using violence on me because you have hurt my feelings, which is nonsensical to me. It's way too subjective. And I mean, it leads to the kind of scenario where apparently I hurt somebody's feelings for calling them out on being rude because they were being rude. You know what I mean? Like, where, where's the line? How subjective do we make this so that, and, and whose feelings count more than others? Because obviously my feelings aren't important. It's okay to tell me that I'm not special. Apparently that's okay. So where's the line? And the reality is there, there is no line. If you try to make any line, it's going to be a bad line. So a couple quick points to add to the whole idea of aggression there's a number of things that have been shown to lead to aggressive instincts, uh, and these are called aggressive priming or address, uh, aggressive cues. Some of them are, are quite interesting, like, for example, even showing somebody a picture with a weapon in it can lead them to not necessarily becoming aggressive, but having being more likely to respond to a certain stimulus as aggressive. So you can really, you, it's crazy how you can prime someone to become, to potentially become aggressive. Even they said that dark color uniform on sports teams was demonstrated to raise the, the aggression level. There's provocation and frustration and pain, discomfort, and discomfort is massive. That, that can be any of the senses. It can be that you know, the the smells, the, it can be uh, loud noises do it, heat, you know, in big cities, big crowded cities, as the temperature goes up and the crowding goes up, you tend to see these aggressive, the aggressiveness raise up. And then when people aren't mature enough to, to, to hold that back, it, it can sometimes escalate to violence. Um, drugs can do it, specifically alcohol. Uh, all these things are, are potential potentials and obviously testosterone higher testosterone but again and this is kind of interesting one because it's it's not sort of a one-to-one -one relationship it's not like more testosterone necessarily equals more aggression it's just one of those things that they're not even sure quite how it tends to to correlate with more more uh, aggression but even that is a little bit of a gray area at the moment so the question is i guess how I think the question with pretty much any, in fact, emotion, like anger, um, sadness, anything, we have these for a reason, obviously. 
or maybe it's not so obvious, but if we think about it enough, I think we can come to the conclusion that there's a reason why people have these tendencies. So the question is, how can we use this productively? That's actually where I was hoping the the lecture would go, although it didn't get to that point. Maybe it got cut off short because there was a number of, you know, kind of uh, administrative things that had to be taken care of in the class. But I'm asking the question right now, how can we take aggression and use it productively? Obviously, in the gym is one way. Learning to control aggression is definitely a good thing, and, and that's as I know more better than, well, maybe not better, but as well as anyone, it's not an easy thing to do. It's something I struggle with, trying to keep my aggression at bay. Sometimes when you keep it inside, it feels like it's building and building and building and you're going to burst at one point. That's how it feels. It may not be that way, but that's how it feels. It's very hard to contain it and to not demonstrate some kind of outward expression. And even if that's kind of avoidance or passive-aggressive behavior, I know that specifically when I go to the gym and when I want to work out, I want a little bit of aggression, a controlled amount, enough so that, so that I go and have a good workout and, and I feel that drive. But on the flip side, I've had times when I've been extremely angry and gone into the gym and I've told myself, well, use this, use this, use you. And, and I've wound up having a shitty workout because I've been so focused on whatever it was that was making me angry that I wasn't clear headed. So I think there is strength to be found in learning how to overcome this. And with most emotions, it tends to be the case that transferring an emotion from the, the emotional side of our brain into the rational side is a key component of gaining control over it, acknowledging it, and we'll go back again to being self-aware, being aware of it. And it's the same old conundrum that, again, I've spoken of quite a bit, which is trying to know when to stand and when to sit. I guess the idea of trying to figure out how to deal with these things is in part something that I wanted to, that I was originally planning to focus on in this, which is the idea of neurotransmitters and how to use them to our benefit to help with motivation. And so I think optimizing the way our brain works might be an effective approach. Also, one interesting one is the idea of a seasonal affective disorder uh, light or sad light. Actually, they're often branded as a happy light. Uh, that sounds much more pleasant. The idea is that it exposes you to a kind of light that promotes sort of the, the happy chemicals in our body. I've experimented a little bit with them. It's not something that is likely to give you a jolt like caffeine or anything like that. But it seems somewhat effective, and the research behind it seems quite sound. So that's another thing that we might want to experiment with. Mm -hmm.